This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, I had to dust off my driver's seat. No, I'd, I'll, I'll never go back uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. Yeah. I'm too old. I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Horseman to the inside. He's got Max Dambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horseman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire. Uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace his tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Tom. And this is Tracy Henley. This is your 2020 Great Lakes Traditional Sprint Champion, Michael Adjet. This is Tyler Rourke. This is David Melke. This is Travis Stemler. Bobby Santos. Tom Deary. Bill Muskrat, Travis Brady. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans. Welcome in to Horsepower Happenings on a beautiful, we'll call it that, Monday evening in southern lower Michigan. Glad to have you with us. And so much going on tonight, so much news breaking this afternoon. We'll try to bring it all to you and some great guests lined up tonight as well. Before we get into all of that, let's take a look at some things that are going on in a Motor City Minute. The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series has announced their 2021 schedule with a lineup that hosts 62 feature events at 32 different venues across 21 states. And if that isn't enough, the 2021 campaign for the World of Outlaws Morton Building's Late Model Series is slated to be bigger and better than ever before, with a confirmed 55 races at 33 tracks across 16 states and the potential of more coming. Next year's schedule is the largest in the 20-year history of the most powerful late models on the planet. Man, NASCAR took center stage this afternoon as silly season already well underway. It started when Eric Jones was announced to be going to Richard Petty Motorsports behind the wheel of the number 43 in 2021. Then it was announced that Chase Briscoe will be making the call up from the Xfinity Series to fill the seat of the Stuart Haas Racing number 14, which is vacated by Clint Boyer as he moves to the Fox Studios in 2021 and then it finally happened the moment that well dirt drivers were probably thankful for but some dirt fans didn't want to see kyle larson has been reinstated into the national uh national stock car auto racing uh association if you will uh national association for stock car auto racing there it is i knew i'd remember it uh for 2021 nascar he's back in 2021 where will he land that remains to be seen. So much happening tonight. Uh, a great lineup of interviews from Kokomo Speedway, as well as a special guest coming up later on tonight from Kalamazoo Speedway. Uh, it's our pleasure to welcome in Rich France, the co-host of the program. Good evening, Rich. How are you? How you doing, Zach? How was your weekend? I'm telling you what, it's busy and crazy down in Nashville, Tennessee, and I can't wait. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about why I can't wait coming up later on in the show, but uh, doing well. How are you, sir? Good. Had a, I made a late uh, decision to rush down to Kokomo. My first visit ever to Kokomo. So that was oh. new, new track number five for 2020 for me. I didn't realize so, you'd ever been to Kokomo before, man. I love that place. What do you, what'd you think of the bull ring? Uh, I thought it was a racy little track. I, I really enjoyed the racing. And uh, boy, the, I mean, I went late models and modifieds. Uh, boy, it was a show. It, I was pretty impressed. 
took a long time, over 300 cars, Zach. That that kind of shocked me when I walked in the gate, <laughs> when, they, when they had all the race cars parked out and where, where spectators usually park. Yeah, the Kokomo Clash is an event unlike any other, man. you got to get down there sometime and watch some sprint cars and midgets on a track that doesn't typically rubber up. Kokomo rubbered up uh, over the Clash weekend, as it usually does, but they put on a great sprint car and midget show down there as well. And, man, uh, late models on, on a normal night are, are awesome as well. And, and we're going to talk more about Kokomo coming up, but, Rich, uh, talk about being impressed. How about the Arca Menard series over the weekend? Well, Zach, the last race of the 2020 Arca Menard series season was all about first. Uh, Brett Holmes, who who said uh, he entered the season not knowing if he would run a full season, let alone contend for a championship. Uh, well, he did more than enough with his second place finish on Friday at the Kansas Speedway to clinch the series championship. The 23-year-old from Munford, Alabama, won his first title in his fifth season of Arkham Menard Series competition. Uh, meanwhile, 18-year-old Corey Heim, uh, who we had on the show after Speedfest, earned his first uh, win in the Arkham Menard Series in just his 16th start. Uh, the driver of the number 10 Craftsman Toyota uh, dominated much of the Speediatrics 150 presented by the NASCAR Foundation, leading 82 of the 100 laps. And as they say, Zach, uh, Heim would win the battle on Friday on the one-and-a-half-mile oval in Kansas City. But Holmes won the Arkham Menard Series War. Uh, we've worked a long time for this. There's been many times where I thought about quitting, but I had a lot of people that didn't give up on me and this team. They just built me great race cars, cars to win every week, commented Holmes afterwards. It just makes it special. I'm really proud of them. And, Zach, uh, also Haley Deegan wrapped up the 2020 Bounty Rookie of the Year honors for the Arkham Menard series on Friday as well. So uh, that puts a wrap on a very, very challenging Arkham Menard se season. Uh, let's hope things get better and the series can get back to some sort of normalcy when they kick off 2021 uh, at Daytona in February. Well, you talk about 2021 being difficult. Uh, we're, we're not necessarily surprised about the announcement, but the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club did announce that their annual banquet scheduled for January has been canceled. Uh, very few tracks got to run for a championship point season in 2020, and even if they were able to race at all, uh, the current state of the ongoing pandemic and restrictions that are associated with it, uh, because of that, it was announced that this year's January 2021 event will not take place. Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club ba uh, President Bill Barnhart said that the club will work on a way to honor any 2020 champions at the January 2022 banquet. And uh, Rich, uh, very, you know, it is disappointing, though, because um, I was able to make my first Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club banquet last year. So much fun to honor all those drivers. And, uh, well, we'll just look forward to doing it in 2022 now. Yeah, we had a good time, didn't we? It's, it's a nice it's a nice evening out. Yeah, no, it is is a lot of fun and uh, got to meet some great people. If you've never been, uh, mark it on your calendar. Sometime in January of 2022, we'll be looking for it. And hopefully, Rich, in 2021, we'll get to have some Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club bank, uh, excuse me, Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club nights at the races in 2021. Exactly, and and Zach, despite the best efforts of New Smyrna Speedway and the Southern Super Series. Uh, official Saturday night, Heart to Heart 100 was canceled due to rain. Uh, at this time, a planned makeup date has not been announced. Prior to the cancellation of the event, Stephen Nassi had set fast time in the final Southern Super Series practice session. Uh, with hopes of getting the race completed, officials made the decision to cancel qualifying and line the field up based on practice results. Jesse Tatilli was uh, Tatilli was uh, scheduled to lead the field to green 
following an eight-car redraw. But uh, next up for the Southern Super Series, Zach, will be the Blizzard Series finale this Saturday night, October 24th at Five Flags. The race will be the final uh, super late model race at the track prior to the Snowball Derby in December. Jer- Jeremy Pate uh, leads Stephen Nassie by 13 points in the battle for the 2020 Southern Super Series Championship. Jake Garcia and Bubba Pollard are not far behind, sitting in third and fourth in the standings and uh, likely up uh, coming up soon for many of the Super Series competitors in a couple of weeks, Zach. Another crown jewel, the All-American 400 at the Nashville Fairground Speedway, October 31st and November 1st. And, uh, Zach, I think we might just cross paths down there uh, one way or another, just saying. Yeah, I I can uh, pretty well assure you that I'll see you down there if you make the trip down. And uh, I I also want to let you know that as far as the All-American 400 goes, which, by the way, October 31st through November 1st, as Rich mentioned, um, Stephen Nassie, already pre-entered, and the guy that's winning crown jewels left and right, Carson Hosevar, already pre-entered for the All-American 400. So you've already got two big names, and we're still a couple of, uh, well, what are we, about two weeks, less than two weeks out from that event. So, uh, Rich, it's going to be great down there. And uh, back up here, though, in Michigan, though, they're going to try it again. The Player Hater Wild West Shootout presented by Lane Automotive is again scheduled to go off this weekend at Winston Speedway. As for the weather for this weekend, a small chance of rain on Friday. Otherwise, sunny and cool. Perfect for high horsepower racing, Rich. Uh, So hopefully they can get it in up there in Winston. Not to be left out, M40 Speedway will also be running as they'll have the Victory 110 for Template Late Models on Friday, October 23rd. Uh, Hopefully the weather will get a little bit better for the Friday night portion. But then on Saturday, Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Super Sprints come in with their non-wing show and uh, Rich, Rich, can we send you to Jones? Are we going to have some coverage on horsepower happenings? I don't know. I might have to, might have to twist your arm a little bit. Yeah, we might be able to work that out. But uh, <laughs> you know, we, we'll, we'll see how that goes. It's only Monday, Zach, right? Yeah, exactly. Monday. I, I got I to gotta make sure that you're able to, uh, to get as much action as, in as you were able to get in at Kokomo over the weekend. Because, man, uh, what a show that you got to witness down there. I really did have a good time. I'm, like I said earlier, Zach, my first trip down there, I had a, I had a great time. And uh, Travis Stemmler and Dylan Nussbaum uh, had one thing in common entering Saturday night at the Kokomo Clash 14. Neither driver had ever picked up a feature win in the event at the Indiana Bullring. Now, both have new hardware for the trophy case. Stemmler kicked off his evening by winning his heat race, and by virtue of his win, Stemmler would start from the outside pole for the 25-lap feature event. Stemmler would uh, pick up the lead at the drop of the green flag, but Bill Sheets wasn't letting Stemmler get away. Sheets actually worked his way around Stemmler, but a caution flag came out on the same lap to give Stemmler the lead back. Uh, Then it was Mike Spatola who took his shot at Stemmler as he worked around Sheets to move into the runner-up position. Spatola never let the number four machine get away, lap after lap. Spatola would apply the pressure, but Stemmler was up for the challenge and leading all 25 laps en route to the victory. And I caught up with Travis to debrief the race and his 2020 season. Man, the trophy is coming back to Michigan. Travis Stemmler, uh, talk about that run. Uh, it was just awesome. You know, uh, track changed a little bit, but, uh, you know, Anklam Racing gives me one hell of a piece to go racing. And, and uh, it, uh, it was a good car tonight. You know, I've watched races from various different places all year long. This time, I I chose about five feet away from your stick, man. 
and and boy he never showed you a gap almost that whole race yeah they, i'll tell you what they uh there was such good competition here and and um it just felt like you always had to just keep going you know the track was changing and changing and uh you know uh hats off to him for making the right calls i talked to opie a little bit ago and he put the pressure on you you had to see he was trying to work your inside trying to work your inside lap after lap down there in one and two uh, yeah i mean i could hear someone that was really close and and uh, like i said i mean he's a good driver gilvin's a great driver you know these guys uh they're tough to beat you know so especially in their playground what's it like coming down here uh pretty good field i mean it, there were there were some tough late models in this field you come down to the kokomo clash and pick up a win that, that's something you haven't had before that's that's got to be pretty cool oh this is awesome i mean this whole year you know everything that's come together in one year and and you know to say win 10 races a wood tick and then a kokomo clash i mean it's just amazing. And I was going to say, yeah, 10th win of the season. Kind of, you know, we, we get to talk a lot throughout the summer. Uh, reflect a little bit on this 2020 season. It was a weird season. We all know that. But, uh, man, you guys came out with this brand-new team that you joined this year. And, uh, man, every every week I've seen you, you had a smile on your face. Now you pick up win number 10. Did you ever expect that? No, you know, starting a new team, you just – you know feel like you know there's always growing you know is you're gonna grow week to week and and you know we started off traveling a little bit on the shortened year and uh you know just things start clicking and the cars were running good and then you know we decided to switch a brand you know we still have the xr1 but then we decided to go outside the box and go with a longhorn and now we can say both cars have five victories on the season so uh, it's it's literally a dream come true season. I mean, to uh, get win number 10, we joked around uh, on our way to our first race, and we're like, let's get eight, you know, as a joke. And uh, we beat that by two, so it's pretty cool to say that. Now, we talked a little while ago. You said this is it for 2020. Probably you're not going to run next week. Um, this is your last chance. Who makes this all possible for you this year? Uh, man, uh, Anklam Racing, first and foremost, uh, you know, they're they're such big supporters. They love racing just as much as I do. They wanted the same things, you know, and that's what makes this team so great to work for. And uh, I got to thank Great Lakes Directional Drilling. I got to thank uh, AP Smiley Contracting, Gary Sharon Patrick, Cusack Collision. I got to thank uh, Helm, Tree, Helm Electric. Heinz Tree Service, McAllister Cat Rentals, um, Twisted Monkey, Fist Trucking, Vermeer, I gotta thank Bryn Transmissions, uh, Buddha's Drinking Team, Integration Shocks, Pro Power Racing Engines, uh, Longhorn, AccuForce, and uh, you know, I gotta thank my wife and the kids for their support, uh, Andrew for helping out this weekend, um, just everybody that's a part of this team, it's 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 awesome and you you know the the, uh the the, you also picked up the championship this year uh the Merritt tri-city challenge series uh that was a pretty cool deal almost every night uh you were up front 
Oh, yeah, yeah that was so cool. And, and I got to thank uh, Black Mirror for putting that on, putting extra money, you know, on the line when we lost the ethanol series. You know, that was something I really wanted. And, and to be the first winner of this challenge series, it's it's really cool. It's, it's uh, you know, you almost don't want these years to end because, you know, it's tough to get a victory. And, and uh, but we'll uh, get things back together for next year and get the off season going. Well, thank you again. I'm going to tell you, man, you're so available to us. Thank you very much all through the 2020 season. Whatever we want to talk, you were there. Thanks, and congratulations tonight. Awesome job. Thank you very much, and thank you guys, you know, also, too, for all your hard work. And not only are these interviews great, they're great for our sponsors. They give these people, you know, their name out there, and, and that's what we need is, is uh, great media people like you. So thank you. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And Zach uh, Spatola actually survived a late race battle with Devin Gilpin uh, and passed Gilpin on the final lap to secure the runner-up spot. And I caught up with Opie to get his thoughts. We're with your second-place finisher, Mike Spatola. Man, you uh, tracked Travis for quite a long time. Let's talk about the first part of the race and through the center. Uh, you guys looked about even. Yeah, you know, it's uh, racing in the rubber there. It's hard to get out of it. Um, I could, If I could get back from him, then I could run my entry the way I wanted to it I'd get to his bumper but it's it's hard to pass that way without uh, you know driving someone dirty and I I didn't want to do that I was hoping he messed up but you know, he's a real good experienced race car driver and uh, he went 25 laps without a mistake inside 10 to go you go into turn three and four get caught up in the thick stuff uh, Gilpin gets by you and you didn't give up you went back after him yeah, yeah, you know, I seen uh, I seen the flagman say five to go, and I, I thought we had more than that. Like, man, I got I to gotta try something. I thought maybe that was my only option because Travis was, uh, he, he was really entering out of the rubber in three and losing a lot of ground until he got to it. So I thought maybe I could use the cushion and roll on the outside of him really quick, but uh, it just didn't work out. It was, uh, you know, just threw it out there and it didn't work out for me. White flag comes out though and you get Devon, nice move uh, down in one and two and down the back stretch. Yeah, that was kind of the same thing. I think Devin almost did the same thing I did. He was he was trying to get Travis there the last lap and he, he shot into three hard and got up out of the rubber and just let me get a run on him. Uh, but it was all good, you know, it was uh, clean racing. Me and Devin had a, a good time there. Um, and We'll be back next week. Mike, great run for you. Uh, what else you got left on your schedule next year if anybody wants to follow where you're going? Uh, we're just coming back here to Kokomo next Friday for the makeup race. And we may do I-55 on Saturday, but other than that, that's it. All right. Nice. Great job. Uh, congratulations on a runner-up finish. Thank you. And Zach uh, Gilpin did maintain the third position to complete that podium finish. And in modified action... It was a different type of a race for Dylan Nussbaum. Uh, James Walters picked up the early race lead in their 25-lap feature event and was looking to drive away from the entire field. But uh, Nussbaum, who wasn't about to let that happen, worked his way to the second position and set his sights on Walters, lap after lap, closing the gap. Inside 10 laps to go, Nussbaum would work his way around Walters and literally set sail. Nussbaum was never challenged for the remainder of the event and picked up his first ever Kokomo Clash victory. Nick Allen and Todd Sherman would complete the podium, but I caught up with Dylan 
to talk about his first clash win. Dylan Nussbaum, man, talk about that race, and then uh, then we'll get to the end because that was pretty exciting. Uh, yeah, my my uh, crew guy was telling me before the race that uh, they were starting to lay rubber in the middle of the racetrack, and uh, I, I knew we were in good shape then because we left the car pretty free for the feature there. Um, and, and you know, I, I I knew we had to take care of tires because I knew I know I had a soft right rear on, and I know rubber's hard on tires and. Um, you know, it was just survival of the fittest there at the end. About halfway through, you and Walters, you kind of get out there. I don't know if you knew you guys just kind of drove away from everybody else, but it was just you two, and lap after lap, you were just patient yeah. and kind of reeled him in. So, uh, the, you know, I, I noticed he had quite a bit of smoke coming off his tires. I, I knew him and I had to just be burning the crap out of our tires, and uh, so I, I kind of backpedaled a little bit, uh, settled down, quit spinning the tires so much. Uh, and he actually pulled away a little bit uh, once I started doing that. But it seemed like about five laps later, uh, he came back to me, and I never really picked it back up. So uh, I, I'd say his tires went away, um, and uh, it, it played in my advantage to kind of save my tires there for a little bit. Late in the race, the move, down turn one and two, not a whole lot of room for error. You tucked right up next to him, uh, and you made it work. Yeah, uh, he kind of got into three a little hard, uh, washed up the track a little bit, and I got a run on him. Uh, I knew when we were side-by-side side down the front stretch that that was when I had to go. Um, I just kind of uh, tucked in close to him, uh, hoped he didn't uh, uh, make a mistake. I tried not to make a mistake and wrecked both of us, and uh, it worked out in our favor. Of course, a couple laps later, uh, he goes out, he gets a flat right rear tire, and you're really all out on your own at that point. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of wish I knew how big of a gap I had. I'd have probably uh, slowed it down a little bit and uh, uh, saved my tire. Of course, uh, going into turn three, coming to the checker, the right rear finally let go. But I, I must have had a big enough lead to where they, they couldn't do anything with me. First time winner for you at the Kokomo Clash. How cool is that? Oh, it's awesome. I was just telling guys before the feature that I uh, this is one place that I haven't gotten a win yet that I'm really, really chomping at the bit. And uh, I'm really happy for myself and everybody that's uh, involved in my racing to uh, get this win. Who all makes this possible for you? Uh, I've, got, I've got a ton of people that back me. My whole family, my wife, my kids, uh, Brian at Head Racing Engines, uh, Terry Flory at uh, Plymouth Dairy Queen, Kim Wheeler at Wheeler Well Drilling, um, just Pro Strip, Sparkman Auto. Uh, quality lawn care. There's there's so many people that I could not do this without. Congratulations, Dylan. Awesome run. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. So, Zach, uh, in conclusion, I had a great time on my first ever trip to Kokomo. Uh, was able to catch up with Tyler Roerig, who I asked him, did you make a wrong turn? This is a dirt track. And he said, no, uh, hadn't been in a dirt car in 10 years. Uh, but he was running one of Todd Sherman's 65 cars and uh, finished, I think, third in the last chance race, so didn't quite make the field. But Tyler was down there having some fun. And I got to chat with some Michigan drivers who made the trip. Cody Bauer was down there. Got to chat with him for a little while and uh, one of your buddies, Logan Beckwith, yeah. uh, caught up with Logan and we had a nice conversation. So really a great time. Uh, and once again, for the records act, over 300 cars. I got home at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Let's not do this every week. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, Rich, great job. And uh, thanks for going down there and covering that. I'm glad you got to see Logan, a former host of the show, and uh, I know he keeps up with what's going on, so glad to hear that. And uh, I do want to mention, Rich, that you know you, you may not get home at 4 a.m., but a big trip coming up that I think a lot of folks should take, and that's down to Nashville Fairground Speedway for the All-American 400, uh, the middle event of the final three 
uh, big late model races in the country. We had the Winchester 400 last weekend. Now we have the All-American 400 at Nashville Fairground Speedway. And, and uh, a quick little drive. I tell you what, it's about seven hours from the state line, and depending on where you're at. And uh, Nashville, of course, so much history and such a great racetrack. October 30th through November 1st, tickets are available online, NashvilleFairgroundSpeedway.racing. All right, Rich, it's time to get into the uh, meat and potatoes of the night. Our uh, one and only exclusive guest for the evening, let us know who we're talking to. Well, Zach, uh, we always have, like to have uh, this gentleman join us on the program, and he's probably had as tough of a 2020 as anybody around the state. He is the owner-promoter at the Kalamazoo Speedway. Gary Howe, welcome to, back to Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, guys. How are you doing? Awesome, Gary. Uh Man, we have a whole lot we want to get into tonight, but uh, I kind of want to put a cap on 2020, if you will. So, But I have to ask you, how frustrating, challenging, or maybe you have a better word for it, um, was 2020 between not racing, then maybe you are, and then maybe you're not? Um, how in the world did you keep your sanity through all this? That was probably the the biggest thing um, as not, not – um, uh, we thought we were going to kick it in a couple times and we weren't able to. And, and one time the sheriff and the health department officer came over on a Friday about one o'clock and, uh, and we were playing on race that night. Our first, our opener, it would have been in June, but, and, um, and no, that, that was rough. And then we sat it out another while. And then we thought, um, we thought in September, the governor was going to kind of back off the emergency declaration deal which finally got backed off in the Supreme court i guess but um but no it's um it, it was rough and then super shoe i mean hell we were we were selling camp spots and parking spots and i mean we were ready to go you know and um and then that kind of the again the health department and the sheriff's department i had a conference call and um, they called called me up on two weeks before and they kind of said Hey, we got a few things we got to talk about, but hey, before before I go talking for too much longer, I want you to know there will not be a super shoe um, in twenty twenty Kansas Speedway this year. So that you know, kind of that kind of took my <laughs> took my wind out of mm-hmm. all the sales. Um, I was at the office, matter of fact, and the guys were in the room off my office eating lunch, and and Kenny Kenny had um, after you know I talked to him. Hell, it seemed like an hour, but I'd probably be 10 to 12 minutes I talked to them. And um, when I hung up, Kenny, I heard Kenny say somebody either died or something that's bad news about Super Shoe because I never not hear him say anything, and all he did was listen. So, mm-hmm. um, no, that, that kind of kicked us good in the teeth there. Um, Would have been nice uh, nice to get a show or two or three or four in. Um, as you probably know, I assume, you know, we, we had a prospective buyer to buy the track, and um, and, and it would be good for the, good for the track. Um, guy, guy has some money he wants to spend. He wants to beautify the thing, do new bathrooms and bleachers and the bottom line, um, everything that the average person's not going to be able to spend. And, um, it was going to be good, good for the sport. And he, um, he's kind of, you know, b- bottom line next, next, um, April, May, we aren't quite sure what the hell is going to go on then. Well, yeah, and Gary, Gary, that was one of the things we wanted to ask you is uh, there, yeah. there were some people that noticed on the bottom of your track talk that Gary Howe is listed as owner-promoter, uh, you know. And, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, so, indeed. Uh, yeah, what's going that on wasn't there? My, that wasn't my idea, but uh, 
Well, like I said, um, it's been on good, good friendly terms, but he, um, he said he can't rightfully put a million and whatever dollars into a place and not even know if he's going to be able to race next year. And, mm-hmm. and, um, personally, I don't think that'll happen next year. Might there be some restrictions? Hey, if it, if it's restricted to a thousand or 1500 people, you know, 25%, um, we're okay with that. You know, Hey, we can't do night destructions or Kalamazoo class or anything, but, but we're get by, but. Um, the government as a whole, I don't feel, I, I don't feel I can, um, I, I, I personally think we're in for a real rough two months, the next mm-hmm. two months up until the holidays. Um, man, I don't, I don't see it being good at all. Um, numbers are just, just going through the roof in 35, 36 states. Um, but, uh, but I, I, you know, it, it, it crippled, it crippled a lot of small businesses. I own, I own two small businesses, you know, my other my home improvement company I've had for quite a while, but, um, and we're busier than a son of a gun, but, but the speedway of course was, you know, zero for 24. How, and, um, how, how frustrating Gary, but, was it for you to have a speedway sit idle while other tracks were able to, to race? I mean, I know there was a little bit of, of uh, frustration there for, for that. Talk, talk me through how you were processing that whole thing this summer. Well, we talked, we talked to health department a lot of times, um, as far as what do we have to do here? You know, what do we have to do? Probably the biggest, uh, biggest, um, issue, I'll use the word issue, um, north of us, Martin Gregway, um, you know, Kalamazoo's exit 44 on 131, they're exit 55, they're 11 miles from us. Right. And they're, but they're in a different county, which held, they might as well have been in a different county or different country because, <laughs> um, Allegan County was totally different than Kalamazoo County. Um, and then we had guys up north and we have to the east and to the west and to the south. And then of course, Indiana, we aren't that far from Indiana and, you know, South Bend and New Paris and everyone have had, I think, pretty good years this year. Right. Um, so no, so that part was frustrating. Um, you know, you hate, you hear about the gamut about reporting, no tracks ever got reported. Did I ever call the health department and ask what, what do I have to do? Um, Berlin, Berlin tried to help me. Berlin went to attorney, spent some money, put a plan together and they got Ottawa County to, open it up what i think four weeks ago i think they got three shows in or four shows in yes um hell, i took that i took that very very report that berlin was kind enough to give me and took it to our county and you know because ottawa county um it went the east side of the state and then it went kent county and ottawa county was number three uh for numbers and cases and so forth and and berlin got that walk through and and, and like i said i don't think it came easy for them at all um, but I took that very, I took that very request, that very request to them. And, um, no, I still got turned down. So, um, so no, well, I talked with, I talked with a few health departments to see what are, what are we doing wrong here? <laughs> you know, or am I, am I putting an out of capital A when it should be a capital A or what here? <laughs> but, um, so no, so that was, that was disturbing as hell. But, um, um, as far, you know, as far as these local tracks and so forth, you know, people people have a wrong idea as far as um, um, being not getting along with other tracks and so forth. We're we're all in tough, pretty tough market, right? And our you know our competition, our Kalamazoo Speedway's competition every Friday night. It's not it's not a Galesburg or Springport or a Hartford or Berlin or a uh, M40 or New Paris. That's not our competition as much as as getting people off their couch. Um, the, the local festival the Kalamazoo Rip Fest or the Kalamazoo Greek Fest or that they go car show or the plano that hurts you more than any, than any race trap will ever hurt you. Right. Um, 
when Mark Gregway has a big, I, I don't know anything about drag racing, sorry, a Super Chevy, what it used to be called, Super Chevy Weekend or whatever. Right, right. That, that might catch you two or 300 people, but that won't that won't hit us as hard as, as Kalamazoo having the Rip Fest once a year, which, of course, this year got canceled. But um, So it, it's not the big, fierce rivalry between other tracks that people may think. Yeah, so I think um, the point there, Gary, is that, that, that and this is the last I want to touch on this subject, and then, Rich, I know you want to move on. Um, I, I think the point there, Gary, is there was never any intentional malicious acts done by you this summer while other tracks were able to race, and you weren't. I, I think that's the major uh, the major misconception that I saw this, uh, this summer. I, I, anybody, anybody that had half, if they had, they had half a brain on this, and, and they know me, and they know my love for the sport, um, I, I'm 61 years old here. I raced at Kalamazoo when I was 16. Right. I've been for, for 40, for 43 years at Kalamazoo. I probably missed eight events in the last 43 years. Wow. Don't anybody tell me that the, the love that I have for the sport. And, um, and you know what? Just a couple people jabbed on their mouths and they got, they tried to get a train going behind them. Um, that 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 reason right there, those couple people that um, jabbed at me, that will probably be that's probably the biggest um, the biggest asset I have. In all honesty, going back into um, going, having this track back this year because um, because I have a, I I don't know I I um, hey I raced for a long time. Any race was competitive. Right. Um, that's no different than me. No different than me. I'm not vindictive at all. I'm not mean at all. Well, and, I am competitive as hell. And, and I do not. I, I did not appreciate what happened this summer. Um, but but that's 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 fine. That's fine. Anybody anybody can say or do what they want to. But they they and I'll ask you. Look at the schedule right now. As aggressive this is, and we're in October. Um, they they maybe. <laughs> did a little bit more than they wanted to, in all honesty. Well, and that's and, why um, I wanted to bring it up, Gary, because I, kn- I know there's more to the story, and you you know, I believe you don't really get a fair shake to defend yourself, and so that's the only reason I wanted to bring it up is to give you a chance to say, no, that's not how it went down. And, uh, you but, know. Any, and, and like I said, I, I work I work with Springport and Galesburg and South Bend, and all, we all trade transponders and we trade radios and, we all work together. I mean, they're borrowing my sweepers and they're borrowing this and we're borrowing that. And we've been done that for years. Um, and, um, and for, for this one deal there, but whatever, whatever that, that I'm, I'm, that's, that's past that's over with me. But as I sat down last two weekends working on the schedule and threw out some bigger, some bigger money and some more money races and some, some bigger events than what I typically would going into a, I'm going to use the word unsure year of next year. Um, that's probably, that's probably on that side of my stupidity, but that's my competitiveness too. That's um, because I don't, um, I didn't appreciate how that went down. I've done too much to work with these other tracks in the past. And, and no, no, I don't, I don't take that well at all. And, and like I say, the bad thing, the bad thing is that it's a handful of people, like anything, like any social media event, it's a handful of people that get something started. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it, it just stirred me the wrong way. And um, even a conversation or a phone call from a couple of set individuals, because I reached out, didn't get any reply back, but I reached out several times. Um, no, that doesn't set good with me, and that's not how I play. Um, and you know what? we got our other businesses. It was going kind of like gangbusters, and um, and it's just 
I don't know. That it did not set good with me. Mm-hmm. I've done. We've worked too close to the group as the Southwest five, six, seven track to have this kind of split up or whatever. Right. Uh, uh, hey, I'll, um, I, I hope that's not the case. But if it, if it is, I could. Um, I can go my own way. We did it seventeen years our own way without. I'm trying to team up with other people. And that's not a great. That's not a great way to look at this. But that's the way I've been. That's the corner that I've been forced in. And and if you get, I don't know, get pushed back. You get pushed in the corner a little bit. You're going to come out. Yeah. You're going to come out swinging or go down. So I'm, I guess we're going to do the. You're the first one there. So. Well, well, Gary, let's let's put a cap on 2020. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully we can let bygones be guy, bygones, as you said. But, Rich, let's talk about the 2021 season. Rich, uh, I, I know there's a couple things that you're looking forward to. Yeah, Gary, you know, I've, I've, I've been fortunate, um, you know, on, on my side of the state. I've, I've been able to talk quite a bit to Scott Schultz and Ron Drager throughout the summer. Um, sure. who, who at Flat Rock never got a sniff of a race, to be honest with you. Um, and, uh, but how... Going into 2021, like you said, the uncertainty, you don't know what this pandemic is going to do. How aggressively can you, can you put a schedule together when you don't know? Um, I, I, in all honesty, I, I don't think the, and this is not a, not a Republican Democrat thing. I don't think the government as a whole can endure another year of businesses, of bars, not having patrons and restaurants, not having people and, and uh, you know what? Um, we're all gonna we're gonna have, all have to hope and pray a little bit for this um, for a cure here, um, at least a, a start of a cure. But um, I, I'm I'm going into it pretty positively. Am I am I thinking we're gonna stack in six thousand people for the intimidator? Uh, the health department's probably gonna tell me no on that. <laughs> um, but as far as thinking next year, that I'm not gonna. I don't know. I think I have 28 races, 29 races this year showing showing up. Um, I, um, I'll be very surprised if, um, I'll be very surprised if we have anything close to what we have this year. And I, I'm kind of betting the farm. I'm kind of betting the farm on that's not going to be the case. Um, I, I could see my night of destruction being hurt. I can see the clash being hurt. Um, and when I say being hurt, I mean, as far as if I can't have for the clash, if I can't get 3,500, 3,600 people there, um, I can't, I can't have a $70,000 purse. So, um, so that's my biggest. You know, that's my biggest fear there. But as far as the regular season goes and so forth, you know what? Until the first clash is in um, early June, the second one is in mid, mid-August, um, we, we, we've got some time. You know, hey, it's, it's October. It's October, whatever, today, 19th. Yep. And, um, yeah, we should we have 17 months before, or seven months, 17 months, seven months before we start racing. So, um, so I'm kind of I'm kind of feeling good in that aspect. Um, I got a, I'm, 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 like I said, betting the farm on the, on the, uh, pharma or on pharmacia or, or pharmacy companies and so forth to come up with some, um, vaccines and so forth. And, and I think, um, I think things will start coming around, but I, I do fear the next two to three months. I don't, I'm not looking for, forward to that. I think we're going to be back into some lockdown crap that we all had this summer that none of us much enjoyed, but. So yeah, let's talk. That's, my, that's my own um, very, very, very unofficial prediction. So, so let's talk. Uh, you're going to get um, you're going to get uh, get things rolling next April with the traditional Intimidator 100. Is that correct? Um, on the 30th, on April 30th, season opener is Intimidator 100. All five classes, five grand to win for the for the late model portion. Two weeks before that, on the 17th Saturday, the 17th, um, 
COVID pressure 2021, uh, street stocks and zoo stocks, kind of a spring national, kind, kind of, sort of. You guys didn't get your super shoe in, and we're going to we're gonna kind of have an open race here all day Saturday. And, um, hey, I, I, I don't – these aren't super shoe rules. You're not going to take your tops off and put sides side and stuff on the car. But um, kind of in the last uh, 20 years, 15, 19 years, anyways, uh, season opener has kind of been about the – about the outlaw super late models, which is which is a fantastic hundred lap event. But um, hey, two weeks prior to that, uh, if my nature cooperates with us, we're going to have a street stock and a zoo. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no problem. We're going to have a street stock and zoo stock um, uh, special, and I think it's going to I think it's going to be good. You know, so so um, no, it's gonna it's um. So I'm kind of excited about that. We actually have two races in April, and instead of just Intimidator. Quiet, we're on the radio. Okay, you can be quiet now. But um, so we, you know, we we if you look at my schedule this year compared to last, it's um, uh, we got a lot of different things on there. Um, the modified, I'm glad they wanted to come back. Um, yeah, it's a it's a, a big show. Um, they've got it at five thousand to win now. Um, they they hope that um they hope that they could be possibly ten thousand win by that. Yeah, talk to me so, about um, that show a little bit, Gary. Because when when you look at the schedule uh, that you have released, the Open Wheel Madness Night Number One with Wing Sprints and Midwest Light uh, Midwest Compacts, and then Night Two of that weekend, Open Wheel Madness, Winged Super Modifieds, and Wing Sprints. What do you have coming in here? Who who uh, where where are we getting these winged modifieds from? Jim, um, Jim Hanks, this is, uh, um, he's actually at least on the track that weekend. Um, and he's, um, he's kind of, he's kind of backing off the weekly, the weekly sprint car shows and so forth. And he's planning on, um, planning on a, a very, very good event for this. Um, it's, um, I want to get it. I got my weekend locked in and I want to get it on the schedule and so forth. Do I have a lot of details? I do not. Um, but, um, Jim's very excited about this friend in a, I don't know. I don't know how he spent so much money, but he spent a boatload of money on this. Um, I think um, with Tom, with the other sprint car series, I think I'll still have a race or two with them as well. So all of a sudden we're back to three nights or four nights of um, some wing sprint cars. And um, you know what? We, we've got to change some things up this year. And this is, I'm, I'm just, again, I'm just putting a little bit of a um, bet on that. I think the sprint cars are going to make a kind of big, big splash back this year. So um, I expect three to four nights of wing wing sprint cars over, over the year, and um, I th- and I think that'll be good. Um, we haven't talked for a long time, but no, the super modified. Um, uh, like I said, Jim's got some some huge plans, and I'm gonna. Uh, I know he'll be putting out press release soon. That probably won't be called Open Wheel Craziness, but um, he didn't give me a name of it, and I had to have a name for my schedule. <laughs> so any, anything that starts with a K, I put it on there. So. Well, you can help him with the branding uh, rights. Yes, yeah, there we go. But, but yeah, that's a two-night deal, and um, and I, I think that's going to be a real big, real big show. And, Gary, um, you know, we, we um, you, you had mentioned this earlier, and, and you brought it up, the Kalamazoo Clash. Is the old format gone forever or is this just for a period of time um where you're going to split the arca series super series and the outlaw late models up uh help me out on that i i didn't catch what you meant by that i'm sorry well last year last year the arca series super series wasn't going to run the same night as the outlaw late models for the kalamazoo sure, okay, right? yeah. Um, yeah, is, is we, we will keep, 
we will keep Outlaw Super Lakes going as long as we can. Um, I, that we, we've got a great deal. I have no fear of that right now. Um, South Bend helps us out a little bit. Um, not, sh- uh, Springport, uh, I think 10, 12 shows last year, um, does go to Super Lakes and so forth. So we have a, we have a lot better Super Lake model, um, Outlaw Super Lake model, um, field. And I, what I say, feel amongst six or eight tracks here than, than probably the rest of the nation combined. So I, I think we're all going to, always going to have our Outlaw Super Lake model. Um, one thing with um, with our our main class, you know, our um, the template body portion that we're going after our own template body blade model, um, we have a very very stellar class for that. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing CRA had have nothing but respect. They've done a great show for us and so forth. Uh, a little bit of this has come down to money now. Um, we pay a lot out for that class, and you get another uh, CRA portion that's uh, that's twenty or twenty five thousand dollars. If I can't get a little bit of help with that, I've, I've got to, I have to back off somehow with that. Um, one thing in the last 20 years, um, I've learned that calculator. I can do very, very good with that calculator and not, not think quite so much with my heart and my head as much as I do trying to make numbers work. And um, in the Kalamazoo class, when we pay 10 grand to win for Outlaw Two Plate Miles, it's, it's a tough one to pay out a, a, a CRE race as well. So CRE, I'm not, I, I wouldn't be surprised the CRE race we see on the schedule here too, but and uh, RJ just reached out to me today, um, and I did not get back to him. So if you're listening, sorry about that. But um, <laughs> uh, CRE does an excellent job for us. They have a good following. They bring fantastic cars and so forth. It's just hard when we have the our Outlaw Super Late Models in a big show. It's hard to have them side by side along with it. Um, Again, a, a sponsor can help that out, but the uncertainty of saying, "Hey, let's say we're at fifty percent capacity and we're allowed three thousand people," I got, I got to have, I got to have some people there when I have a, a ten thousand dollars one class and a and a CRE race, you know, next on the same show. So, so I'm I'm doing what I can here. Um, I won't be surprised to see a CRE race um, on its own date without without our weekly um, Outlaw Super Late model. But I, we don't have it on the schedule. But as you see, if you look on the schedule, there's probably 12 dates that just say weekly racing. So when it says weekly racing this early, I, you can probably be rest assured you're going to see a lot of those are going to be filled in with some uh, some good good outside support divisions. But we just I just haven't I'm not that far in the schedule yet. So. Well, Gary, it's it's been awesome to take a look at this early schedule. Obviously, you're one of the first in the region, in the state, heck, if not the country, who's put out a 2021 schedule. And it's aggressive what we can see right here. And you've already given us some teasers as uh, for some more things to come. And, and uh, Gary, I just, I'm just i with everybody else praying that we get a 2021 season to be strong and to be good. Uh, because, like you said, I think this is going to be one for the ages if everything goes the way that you've got it laid out right now. I, I believe I believe we have a very good schedule. And like I said, all those light blue dates that just say weekly racing and nothing else, you see a big blank spot beside it. You can imagine, you can be kind of rest assured that you know well over half of them are going to have some some new um, new races announced, and they're going to be big. They're going to be good races. So, so I'm um, no 2021. Um, we've got a heck of a heck of an aggressive schedule, and 
and we're just going to kind of go from there. So, Well, uh, Gary, on, on behalf of everyone listening on, on Rich France, I want to welcome you back to the big promoter's chair at Kalamazoo Speedway. Uh, I know that's not exactly how you expected things to go, but um, you, you kind of got the dominoes in place for 2021, and, and I know uh, on behalf of Rich and, and myself, we're really looking forward to seeing how things go for you. Uh, I'm happy half. I was planning, so being a year or two or three there anyway, um, just with somebody else's backing and so forth. And that didn't sound that bad to me in all honesty, but, <laughs> but I guess it you know, wasn't to be for 2021 or we'll see what happens from there. So, All right, Gary. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. Good luck with everything. I know you got one event kind of still coming up, the uh, the Haunted Park there on, on the grounds of Kalamazoo Speedway. Um, so that's coming up soon. You can check that out at hauntpark.com. Uh, other than that, Gary, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, have a great night. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you. Well, again, our thanks to Gary Howe and uh, Rich. I know you mentioned this in the interview, but thanks to Travis Stemler. As you mentioned, he's always been available for us. Mike Spatola, appreciate him taking time with you uh, at Kokomo as well as Dylan Nussbaum. So uh, really great to be able to catch up with all of those drivers. And, of course, as we mentioned, Gary Howe, thanks to him for taking some time to chat with us tonight. Some really good information handed out there. But, uh, Rich, we do want to mention last week we were going to do a weekend preview, but then Mother Nature came along and kind of took away some of our events that we were going to talk about, so we were left with just the Kokomo Clash. But do you want to mention, coming up Thursday night, we'll do a weekend preview about what's coming up from M40 and Winston. We'll dive into more details, who's going to be there, what's going to be running, and what sort of uh, details you need to know about that. And, uh, Rich, it sounds like if we can get Mother Nature to play along a little bit, should be a really good weekend of racing. Yeah, I think it's going to be, it sounds like it's going to be dry enough to get some racing in. Um, are you going to need a blanket and a jacket and, a, and maybe a blank and a hoodie? I'm thinking so. Yeah, from grab, grab the coffee and the hot cocoa. Grab the coffee, the hot cocoa, and if you're that type of person, maybe grab a little whiskey too and keep yourself warm. <laughs> Whatever it takes to make you feel better, but I think you're going to need it uh, this this weekend at the nighttime. So, yeah, we'll cover that and we'll fi- find out uh, what's all going on. Uh, player hater giving it the third shot. So uh, hopefully they can get that thing, get that thing wrapped up. And then, um, you know, the victory 110 down there and the, and the auto value bumper to bumper sprint cars at M40 this weekend. Uh, that should be a good show as well. Well, keep an eye on what we've got going on on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and of course, be sure to check in at horsepowerhappenings.com to see what's going on. And then, of course, we're looking forward to the end of the month as well with the All-American 400 and Rich France will be down there uh, to help us cover that as well. Uh, so for Rich France, for Scott Menlin, who owns and operates Horsepower Happenings, I'm Zach Heiser. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll talk to you Thursday night with a weekend preview right here. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.